devastation, the Constitution is amended, and the newly elected president accepts a lifetime term of office. The country's capital is relocated from Washington, D.C. to the president's hometown of Lynchburg, Virginia. Los Angeles Island is declared no longer part of the United States and becomes the deportation point for all people found undesirable or unfit to live in the new moral America. The United States police force, like an army, is encamped along the shoreline, making any escape from L.A. impossible. From the southeastern hills of Orange County to the northwestern shore of Malibu, the Great Wall excludes L.A. from the mainland. The president's first act as permanent commander-in-chief is Directive 17. Once an American loses his or her citizenship, they are deported to this island of the damned, and they never come back. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. This is episode uh, something, two, 301. Boy, you think that'd be easy to remember since last week was 300. <laughs> Episode 301, and tonight we're talking about Escape from L.A. That's right. Oh. Escape from L.A., the, the, the sequel to the cult classic Escape from New York, and we're going to find out which city is better, New York or L.A., to escape from. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew would have died in that basketball court, Jimison. There's a basketball court? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. <laughs> guns. Yeah, uh, that's how I always play basketball, though. Yeah? Like with people threatening uh, to yeah. shoot you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's guns out, guns out. That's... And, you know. <laughs> okay. And Sam riding the tsunami, dude. Vector. Uh, oh, hey, Sean. Thank you for... Having me on tonight and uh, talking about this stellar uh, movie um, that you forced me to watch. Mm -hmm. um, but if, if I was going to choose a way for you to die, it would definitely be in a life or death basketball uh, arena. Oh, that's cool. Just so you know. No, that's yeah. cool. There's, I mean, honestly, there's not a whole lot of creative way for people to die in this movie. They're pretty much just shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's pretty pretty unoriginal in that that respect. Um but so I'm going to I'm going to take a moment here before we talk about this movie because I don't really want to talk about this movie and ask you, have you figured out have you figured out the 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 four tunes of our intro, our new intro? Or I guess five tunes of our new intro. That's a uh, Dragonheart, isn't it? Mhm. Mm that is Dragonheart. Um, Oh, I don't know. What's the other one? 
Oh, I can play a little bit of the intro again if you want. Yeah, play it again. I'd... This this is more fun. This believe me, guys, this is gonna be way more fun than actually listening while well, talking about this movie. Like the first we interrupt this program to bring you a special report. That Ant Man? No, close. He's my favorite Avenger. Um. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Squirrel Girl. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not Stephen Strange, is it? No, it isn't. No, it's not. No. no. Though I do love the soundtrack for that, but it's not that one. Yeah. Who is that? I know who that. Is. Don't tell me. Okay. But your favorite Avenger—that's a clue. It is. So it's not Thor, because that's not Thor's thing. No. It has to be somebody that's had their own movie. The, yeah, this is that movie. Yeah. They've even had two. Uh, it's not Ant-Man. It's not. I don't know. This is great podcasting. Yeah, I know. The silence. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna tell you that's the that's Spider Man. Oh, okay. okay. That's from that home. That's from Homecoming. All right, next one. I'll give you a hint. It's not Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. I don't know. It's the it's the movie Pirates of the Caribbean stole from. Uh, Crimson Tide. Nope. Same right, uh, right composer. She's all that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Uh, that's from uh, Gladiator. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and of course, Sam got this one. I love Dragonheart. It's a terrible movie, but that that the score is way better than the movie. Amen. You have to be super nerd, uh, super fan of this movie to get that reference. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. that one. Yeah, yeah, that's from the Iron Giant. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's no way you would have recognized that. I honestly put that in because I asked you guys for options, and you guys said just do something that sounds kind of epic. And yeah. when I got to Dragonheart, I'm like, hmm. That music is so good, it always kind of makes me cry. What else makes me cry? Oh, yeah, Iron Giant makes me cry. Let's put that at the end. The Iron Giant. Yeah. And then there's... Okay, I like that. That's the new. Uh, that's the theme to the new Star Trek uh, Discovery. I just like it. It's just kind of chill and whatever. So, there, that yeah, was a... I've never gotten that one. Oh, I know, I know, yeah. That was a fun little uh, couple-minute... Um, uh, detour before we talk about 1996's Escape from L.A. And see, therein is the problem. Yeah? This was made in 1996. <laughs> and for God's sake, this movie felt like it was straight out of the early 80s. It was... It it didn't feel like a 90s movie. Well, no. n- okay, now hold on. I have, I'm going to defend the 90s uh, for a second. Or, I don't know if defend's the right word. This movie is squarely in the 90s zeitgeist because, A, motorcycles just randomly explode, right? Explodium was very... We were very into the Explodium in the 90s. I know Commando was in the 80s, but, like, 
Like we were still making things explode randomly, like like Waterworld, right? Like those random things would just explode. So that's that's a very '90s thing. Um, the tech in this movie screams oh. '90s, huh. right? Like oh. it. I know all the. Well, no, I disagree because I think in the '80s we were obsessed with buttons and knobs and and switches mm-hmm. and color. Yeah. So I I think I think whoever did the design for all that was stuck in the '80s, um, but I don't think it was. I I don't know. I to me it once you said it was 1996, I I could have sworn. It was an homage to the '80s, or it had to be an homage to the '80s. Yeah, it's nothing that I read or have seen would suggest that. I think right? I think that this is just a movie that Carpenter wanted to do. He'd been wanting to do it for a while, and when Since he the '80s, yeah, and when he finally was able to do it, he for whatever reason didn't get the budget and. Um, this is after Jurassic Park. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, yeah, and that's always the, the the marker right that we use is Jurassic Park. But that's obviously super unfair to, the, to that movie, to this movie, because um, Carpenter movies are always like super low budget, which I don't understand. I mean, the guy is successful. Let's okay. I shouldn't say super low budget. This was a fifty million dollar budget. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, Jurassic Park was twice the amount. But yeah, still, yeah, yeah, and and again, and Jurassic Park. I mean, to be fair, Jurassic Park only has like eight and a half minutes of CGI dinosaurs, the rest are animatronic. It's between 14 and 15 minutes, okay, 15 minutes of animatronic. This movie has way more scenes that are CGI, but the problem yeah. is is that they're all terrible, yes, it's all bad, and nothing looks good. But but let's just we're gonna shelve the that for a moment, um. Because we're gonna that's that's gonna come up later in the trivia, and it's gonna make some things are gonna make a little bit of sense, I guess. But so let's yeah. just setting aside the bad CGI, right? Other is it a good movie or an entertaining movie within that? And I put it on the list because this movie for me was one of those weird movies that was if it was I had HBO in high school. And I watched this movie probably three or four times in high school. And for whatever reason, I liked this movie back then. I really did. I had fun with it. I thought it was ridiculous and over the top and fun and and entertaining. And and I haven't watched this movie in 20 years. And it has not aged well. Oh, my gosh. There is almost zero redeeming qualities in this movie. It's not like there's some movies where we watch and we go, like Escape from New York is not great. But there was moments that I think we had some some laughs with it and there was some over-the-top stuff that we could kind of get behind. Um, And like we could kind of, but like this, this movie is just so campy and dumb and... The only parts where I was enjoying myself was, I don't know. I guess I kind of like the Bruce Campbell part with the, um, when he was the the Surgeon General. Like that's kind of funny, well, but I, it's but, it's only because oh, it's Bruce Campbell, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I only care because I like Bruce Campbell and his roles and things, and you know what I'm saying? Like if you would have put 
anyone else in that role, I wouldn't have cared at all. You know, it's like if you put Nathan Fillion in a thing, I'm going to want to watch it because it's Nathan Fillion. But if that would if that would have been, I don't know, Stephen Dorff, I don't know why that came just popped in my head. But you know what I'm saying, like, who who cares, right? But see, here's the thing: if it was a Bruce Campbell type movie, I'm all over, I'm all for it. Yeah, right? and uh, it it tried to keep it tried to keep itself. I'm sorry. It kept was treating itself too serious to be a Bruce Campbell movie, and the way the Snake Bliskin or whatever name they used 500 times in this movie, just like Escape from New York, um, it just didn't. I don't know. It just it wasn't kooky, I guess, enough if I can use that kooky enough to be a farce. Yeah. Or, yeah, the, the, I think the problem is is that Escape from New York is a is a hard R serious kind of. It's supposed to be kind of a futuristic diehard kind of a thing, and this thing is like it it balances between the you know the Big Trouble in Little China, John Carpenter, and the Escape movie, and I don't think it balances very well. I think it kind of weaves all over the road back and forth, and I think that's the problem. Yes. Right. That's is where that? I was going. Yeah, yeah. It's like the tone is not quite right. Like it can't make up its mind what it wants to be. Yeah. Uh, we have our five word intros, and we're going to do those now. I guess uh, we've already kind of all of us. Andrew hasn't said much, but he's been nodding on camera. Uh, I think agreeing <laughs> with. Well, for those of you watching on YouTube, your turn. Give you something to look at. <laughs> Um, Sam, go ahead with your five-word review. What you got for us, man? I've got one um, tonight, and only because I, I put enough as much effort into my five-word review as I did my, uh, as, as they did in this movie. Oh, uh, thank God it is over. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I I did not have fun with this. In, in fact, it kind of pissed me off. Um, if looking down at your phone or if trying to, to to force your if forcing yourself to pay attention is a measurement of the movie, I literally I almost had to duct tape myself into the room to finish this thing out. <laughs> it was bad. It was I I just and I you guys know I love movies and, and I enjoy them and this one was nowhere near that. It was just it was bad. It was so bad. Yeah. So, um, I I did not have a good time. <laughs> and, and what can we say? The acting bad, the visuals bad, the story bad, the music bad. What is redeeming in this movie? Uh, <laughs> yeah, was that a? I thought that was rhetorical. I, oh, is that a rhetorical? Yeah. Well, uh, that's the problem is it's not supposed to be, right? <laughs> like, we, I should be able to... Because you know me. Like, you know I like to defend dumb movies like this. You know, I, yeah, I, I well, want you to... You know, I don't generally just blast a movie from... You know, this is... I think I would rather watch Rubber than I would this movie. <laughs> I really, really do. Hmm. And and that's saying something in our our uh, arena here. Um yeah, I can't it's go. Just, I can't go there with you. I really can't. Yeah, I, I just, I would rather watch Trolls Two. I, I can't yeah. think of another movie. 
I'd rather watch. At least Trolls 2 was so stupid it was funny. Yeah. This one is it's just not anywhere near it. So I I had a really bad time with this movie if you haven't if you haven't figured it out. It was Well, it was a disaster in our house. And we've we've mentioned many times on the show sometimes just our mood can affect the the viewing and, and sometimes yeah. when we get together and we do the podcast we can say we sometimes you know we can like convince ourselves otherwise like like we can you know, I can sit there and go, no, Sam, this part was great, and this was really interesting, and they tried to do this thing, and this is where they were going. And there have been times when you're like, yeah, okay, I'll give it a six and a half instead of a six, you know? Like, yeah, I, I don't have that energy for this movie or or the love. Like, I, I have a weird nostalgia part for it, and I'm, I mean, I'm glad, I guess, we did the movie for the podcast because at least one we've, we've, we've finished out, you know, we, we've done the... Uh, We've the, done both of them. We've done the escape cinematic universe, but but at least New York was. I thought New York was entertaining in in some aspect, but this one just doubled down on dumb in yeah. my mind. Yeah, what you got, Andrew? I have. I, <laughs> I kind of went. No, <laughs> I went above and beyond this time. I have three five word reviews. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So here, here we go. Uh. Number one was all right until tsunami surfing. <laughs> okay. Uh, number two, that's not how gliders work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and number three, didn't skimp on Foley work. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I guess I would, I turned my brain off. And embraced it for its terribleness um, mm. until tsunami surfing. And yeah. that was quite literally one of the worst scenes I've ever seen in any film ever. <laughs> and the CGI was horrendous. Well, again, just they, they did better surfing in like Hawaii Five O, the original. It just—it was awful. Listen, I, I don't know why you can't take somebody to. Okay, it had you stuck him in the ocean and actually had him surf. We would have said, "Oh, that's not really." Oh, it just picked him up. You know, just kind of pick him up from the shore there, and and that's how you surf. But this looked terrible. I mean, well, okay, let's, this was just bad. Again, forgetting the bad CGI, right? Let's just. Let's just focus on the fact that they had Peter Fonda on this thing. <laughs> like, did he owe John Carpenter money? Like, I, I, I don't. Like, why was he there? I don't. I mean, it just, it's just that's that. I could you imagine that? Like, showing that back to Peter Fonda and being like, "This is what it looks like," and he goes, "Oh, and well, the check cleared." You know, I just, <laughs> you know, I, I felt like his character was almost out of place and unneeded. Well, there was a lot in this movie that was unneeded, but I mean, yeah, honestly, here's, here's my biggest issue with the movie. Defend Seriously. Thing, Sean. No, no, no I can't, I can't defend it. Here's the problem. Like again, escape from New York is 
has this kind of weird, and I saw this one first, right? I saw this movie first, and I remember when I when we did that episode thinking, Escape from New York's kind of boring, and it's just dull, and New York looks like garbage. This is why we think New York is terrible. And I remember thinking that this movie was like over the top, but vibrant with color and lots of weird things and cool action. And Snake kind of sucks in this movie. He's not really all that good um, at really anything in this movie. Not really. I mean, I guess he... Wait, wait was, is that Snake Plissken? <laughs> yeah, that guy from <laughs> Cleveland. He reminded me of somebody. I think it was Snake Plissken. It's just so bad. And I don't, I just, I don't know. Is it, but no, so here's, truly, here's my biggest issue with the movie. And okay. uh, and this is so dumb. But I had forgotten all of the whole, the United States has turned into a religious country. I had forgotten about all that. And when the the intro that I played starts off with, this guy that's running for president predicts an earthquake, and then the earthquake comes true. The United States just says, oh, this man predicted an event. He must become our deity. Let's elect him president for lifetime. I can't imagine ever a scenario where that happens, ever. <laughs> and... <laughs> but yet, you, you're totally with with surfing a tsunami. I'm fine with that. It's stupid and it's you're, you're it, totally cool with using uh gliders to to glide in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Somehow the gliders they go down to ten feet and then just stay at ten feet for the next you know <laughs> for the next mile and a half. I I think they went back up. Um well they mentioned the fires, right? Like the heat rising bit. Like they mention it, but they don't depict it. They just show that the Hollywood sign is on fire. I guess it's a perpetual fire. Um, the everlasting flame from the Rose Bowl has, has gotten into the hills of California. But just like they said, oh, man, the, the fires are burning. We're going to get the, the whatever. And then they're just swinging. You can clearly tell that they're on a crane, just swinging them in circles. <laughs> and I wanted to be like, well, you guys uh, so, aren't so the so Falcon. You're, so you're completely okay with, with Snake Driscoll uh, being <laughs> able to, to sink basketball shots. He did it. He actually did that. That's the thing, is that I watched, believe it or not, I watched the making of this movie on HBO. They did a little 30-minute vignette back when I, you know, watched HBO. Uh, and back in, like, 97 when this was on HBO. And I watched them him do that. He, I mean, and it didn't take as many takes as you would think. Now, the one thing that he did do is that, and they can they hide it pretty well, is that the eye patch he's wearing is translucent. So he has both eyes to shoot. That was the hardest part. So like when he when he throws that full court shot, his back is to us. He's not wearing the eye patch. But he made all those shots. Now he didn't do it in one take, obviously. But I thought that was kind of cool. I'm like, okay, give him props. The man made a full court shot, like right on. But but again, back to your point, Sam. Nothing in this movie is good or believable. Again, my my issue is that I can't imagine America, especially now in the 2020 that we live in now, where we are um, protesting everything from reasonable things to very unreasonable things. And I can't imagine America where 
we elect this guy president for life, and he's he's good insane. And here's the funny thing: I did, I did, I, you guys know this. I always do my notes before I go back and read trivia, and. Uh, I wrote probably my fourth note down. I know it's totally a coincidence, but the president looks like that crazy pastor man who needs a jet. You guys know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So then I get into the trivia, and uh, where is it? Where is it? Where? The character of the president was Kurt Russell's idea. He was based on the televangelist Pat Robertson. He based it on that guy. Nice. That that is. Didn't he run for? Didn't Pat Robertson run for president? I think uh, he did. Oh, you know what? I've got him mixed up. So Pat Robertson is the the old man that's on the TV on the eight hundred. Thinking of Ed. He's the guy that's on the eight hundred. Nineteen eighty six. Robertson tried to. He he announced his intention to to be Republican nominee. Interesting. And he's from Lexington, Virginia, not Lynchburg, Virginia. Yeah, where they mm-hmm. moved the capital of the United capital. States. Why would they do sense. that? I don't. That doesn't make because sense. Because this guy predicted the or the earthquake, man. But that makes sense. It doesn't. It's, it a, do- it's all in the story there. It, it's a it's a beautifully <laughs> Mad Lib created yeah, Mad Lib. story. It's, it's exactly in, what in it Hollywood is. that uh, they all sat in a room and came up with adjectives and, and names and and different plot ideas. But like, I don't even get the point of having it moved to Lynchburg. There's no point in that other than uh, just to say the line. It would have been funnier, honestly, to show, you know, you know, show Washington and it's like a panoramic, you know, just a stock footage of Washington, but they like put a CGI cross on the Washington Monument. You know what I'm saying? Like they turned into a religious icon instead of I just saw a movie where they did that. Ooh. I can't remember what it was. Really? <laughs> Yeah. Well, the the president himself, that actor, I mean, I'm not saying any actors in this movie were good, but he was terrible. And he's a good he actor. Just, I mean, yeah, he is. He gave us the greatest that. Marvel comic book line in the history of Marvel film. Oh, yeah. With yeah. great power comes great responsibility. He's, he's Uncle yeah. Ben. I mean, he mm-hmm. is Uncle Ben. Yeah, Uncle Ben was right. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. And by the way, it was it was Handmaid's Tale that did the. Oh, okay. I've not watched that, so that's interesting. Huh. Um, that's interesting. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know who, who am I thinking of. Who's that crazy pastor then that wanted the jet? You know what I'm talking about? Um, oh, the. Mm. We all have these Google machines. I'll just look it up. Yeah, a pastor wanted the jet. I just Googled that guy. <laughs> Um, Keith Kenneth Copeland. Is that who it is? Who it is? I don't know. That's he purchased a Gulfstream jet that probably cost millions. I literally typed "pastor that wanted jet" and his big, yes, big old fat face popped into the top. Of yes, the this guy. There's there's these great videos of this guy. Um, like is he blow- the guy that that like blew away coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they've okay. turned they've turned that into like a remix. It's hilarious. <laughs> It's really great. If anyone of you listening are a fan of his and are offended by what I'm saying, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Um, I'm glad we're all on the same page. Yeah, that that guy, (laughs) that guy literally gives Christianity a bad name. I'm just saying. Uh Um, All right. Anyway, my five word review. 
I, 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 um, I struggled with this because I wanted it to be funny, and I couldn't think of any way to make this movie funny because there's nothing funny in this movie. Not really. Oh, Some of the oh. clips are kind of funny out of context, but... But you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's a ro- the local radio station does a thing on Fridays called Fun with Audio, and they do whether whatever sport is in town is in you know uh, is popular. So like fun with golf, fun with NASCAR, fun with football. Well, one that is actually going on right now, right? Right, and since right now the only thing we have is NASCAR, and I think a little bit of golf. They're doing they're doing a little bit of those, and then just highlights of old ones. And so when you take comments out of context, it sounds dirty, and they giggle like fourteen year old boys, like. When, you know what I'm saying? Like when, they're, when you're watching like a race car driver and he's like, oh man, here he comes. He's going to get right in the back end of Danica. Oh, here he comes. You know, like they, when they say stuff like that, like out of context, it's, you know, <laughs> again, we're, we're all giggling, like, because we're all children. Anyway, so some of this is kind of like that, but for the most part, it's terrible. So here's my five word review Worst Carpenter movie ever, ever. <laughs> I had to get to five. <laughs> <laughs> You put as much effort in, into that as, as they did the movie, too. Well, so, I mean, that's the sad part is I thought about that for a while. Like, I couldn't think <laughs> of anything better. Because I've watched. Um, I, and here's I, the thing I, I really want somebody, some viewer, some listener, if you ever come across this podcast, if it's 50 years from now, visit me in the home and tell me why you liked this movie. Right, I, I, I just don't. Who likes this movie? I I don't. Maybe Kurt Russell's mother, I guess. But even then, she probably says, "Son, that's probably not the best choice you made." Right. <laughs> I'm looking at is the that, movies. Is that how Kurt Russell's mother sounds? That's that's what I would think. Yeah. It's I'm looking at about. the movies that he's made that I've seen. So I've seen Halloween. Uh, Escape from New York, The Thing, Starman, uh, Christine, Big Trouble in Little China, Memoirs of an Invisible Man, Escape from L.A., and Ghosts of Mars. And I think this is... I've not seen They Live yet, but I want to. That would be a good one for the podcast, They Live. Um, They Live has... It's, it's, Anyway, it has, a, has an epic fight scene, apparently, in it. Yeah, I don't think I've seen anything that he's done that I've enjoyed. Really? I like Guardian of the Galaxy, too. Uh, okay. Yeah, John Carpenter didn't direct that, but, you know. Oh, I, I thought we were talking about Kurt Russell's. <laughs> Sorry. I, I must have turned off who, of who we were talking about. Oh, that's not surprising <laughs> at all. Now, I will say that... I know he was. It says he was a writer on uh, Stranger Things, but that I like that. But one probably episode. consulted him since he did so many movies in the eighties like that. That's, yeah. that's probably that's, that's probably the worst part of Stranger Things is, is what he decided to give to him. <laughs> I just I wouldn't say nothing. that. I've seen Halloween. Halloween seen is a great it. film. It's really good. Yeah. No, no, eh. For 78, for a horror film that started a franchise of like 20 films, it was a good movie. 
Well, I guess yeah, I guess that's you true. know, I mean, and and Starman is a good movie. Um, and it's been a long time since I've seen that one. Yeah, I know. Big Trouble in Little China is ridiculous, but we all had a good time but it with was, it. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so. And I could have appreciated that type of tone on this movie. Yeah. That would have made this better. Right. Yeah. Now, here's some fun trivia. I don't know if I uh, I, I put this down. I wrote Are it we down going or to not. Do that now? No, I'm just I'm just reading it. I'm just saying it because I, I didn't. Oh no, I did write it down. Uh, yeah, the Ghost of Mars movie was originally intended to be the third Snake Plissken movie, um, entitled Escape from Mars. But when Escape from LA did not do well at the box office, they uh, decided to to change it up. <laughs> I like to think that the third movie in this series is Book of Eli. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because all the okay, can we talk about no, the I ending? Really like book of your life. No, yeah. Can we talk about the ending for a minute? Sure. So oh, book of Eli, we must. We're, we're on Alcatraz. <laughs> no, no. Oh. Sadly, no. I do want. I'd rather talk about that again. So that's a trope, by the way, right? Like the, there's a person that's that's sent to go protect the thing or to stop the thing, and then allows the thing to happen anyway. Like, that's a trope, right? I can't... Uh-huh. I know there are other movies where this happens. I just can't think of what they are. Uh, Jurassic World, this last one, where she let the dinosaurs out. Yeah, but that was more for uh-huh. self-preservation, right? She let the T-Rex out so she could... They needed more teeth, right? Um, no. No, they... She did, No. They had the choice to let him die or go free, and she let him go free. Um... Oh, I'm trying to think of movies. I, uh, I know this is a thing. I just can't think of what it is. But I know there's times where, like, we have to stop the thing. And, like, well, what if it... I mean, I mean, I guess kind of Ultron is kind of like that, right? Like, they're supposed to stop Ultron. And then they end up creating Vision anyway. I mean, that kind of is the mm-hmm. trope. I, I can't think... I know people listening... Oh, Cabin in the Woods. Right? Uh, yes, yes. Cabin in the Woods right. is a perfect example where they, if you yeah. if you let her die, then it stops the end of the world. But they would rather, nope, we're gonna let her live, and then the right. the things come out of the ground. Yeah, no, that's a great one. Um, so the idea is that the the United States is so corrupt, and this guy, this president, is so evil that he's you know willing to kill people on live TV and. He's willing to execute his own daughter. And, you know, if you've sinned in any way, you get caught sinning, you can go to jail and be sent to prison. And if you repent, you can be electrocuted there on site. Um, <laughs> so Pliskin decides to just, let's just hit the reset button. But here's, here's the problem. Yeah, we now live in a world without power until people are able to bring it back. Um, the guy's still the president. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you've, you've yeah. not changed yeah. that. He's still the president of a corrupt government. And <laughs> let's let's also think about the thousands of people he just killed who were needing life support that it's just gone. What about yeah. all of the airplanes that just came crashing down? Like, these are the things that I'm thinking about. Like... Pliskin's not a good guy at all in this moment. He's no. he's kind of the worst human ever, kind of, right now. 
Um, yep. A lot of innocent people dying because of that. Yeah, but because he wanted to stick it to the president, I guess. I don't know. That just it seemed really weird. Like in the moment, like in the when the, when I was watching in high in high school, and I'm like, yeah, suck it, you old, you know, you old fogey. And then I'm watching it now, and I'm like, man, a lot a lot of people died now just now because of that. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I'm, I'm maybe I'm thinking too much. I, I probably am. Um, I did also write in one of my notes, I don't care that the CGI is bad, but in 96, we didn't have a better idea of what future tech would look like. Green vector graphics on everything. like, uh-uh. And that's one thing that's very 80s, Sam, is text making noises. Yeah. When did Independence Day come out? 96, I thought. Or 95? 96, right? I yeah. thought 96. Same year. Yeah. And we didn't have all that stuff in, in Independence Day. No, yeah, 96. Future tech. Yeah. yeah, that is future tech. And, um, well, you know, there's there, there's also, I mean, I guess, you know, it, it's, a, it's a bigger budget film, but, yeah, it's, it's such a bad movie. <laughs> that this is not not Independence Day. Independence Day. I like Independence Day. I think it, that that movie actually kind of holds up. The second one not as good, but the first one's kind of fun. I mean, yeah, there's some dumb tech in the first one. I mean, he uses his MacBook Pro to upload a virus wirelessly. Like, did they have a Wi-Fi password? Like, did they not have their Wi-Fi password on? Like, how do you? I don't know. You know, like I know that stuff's dumb, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> I just realized this is cool. The, one of the writers of Independence Day, Dean Devlin, he's the guy that is the creator, the showrunner for Leverage, which is, oh, really? which is one of my favorite shows, and I'm actually currently rewatching for the fourth or fifth time. Good Lord. There's another yeah. movie that came out in 1996 called Don't Be a Menace to South Central While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. Mm-hmm. Don't Be a Menace, yeah. Yeah, that's the longest title I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it is a long title. Uh, wow, this guy's done a lot of writing. This is cool. Yeah, he did a producer. Yeah, Leverage. Yeah, they're bringing Leverage back, by the way. They're going to do another season, which I'm Good. super excited oh, wow. for. Okay. Yeah. The But sadly, it won't have Timothy Hutton as the lead, as Nate. Mm. Timothy Hutton, apparently, it's going through a little... Uh, Hashtag Me Too issues right now. So, yeah. So he's going to be doing something else. He directed Geostorm, Dean Devlin. Look at that. He directed Geostorm. (laughs) He went from leverage to Geostorm. You know what? And Geostorm's not a great movie, but it's not the worst I've ever seen. It's better than this. It does what it's it's intended to do. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's It's a a vehicle for fun disaster stuff yeah it's exactly right and i'm only saddened that um what's his name uh 300 we just watched it uh king leonidas roy disney (laughs) who's uh gerard butler yes gerard butler i'm just sad he didn't get to punch more people in that movie is all (laughs) 
you know. So I, I'm looking at a, a list here. <laughs> Andrew, Sorry. I'm still I'm still not I'm used being... to you being comically close to the to the camera. <laughs> I know this is really weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, I'm looking at a, a list. I kind of went down a rabbit hole here um, of which are the best series comprising of only two films. Okay. Oh, okay. And this is actually on that list, surprisingly. Mm. There's a Flag of Our Fathers. Yeah. And Letters from Iwo Jima. Mm-hmm. And then there's yeah. Kill Bill 1 and 2. Sure. And then there's Tron and Tron Legacy. One of those which, is good. Yeah. Uh, Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values. One of those is good. Yeah. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2. One of those is good. Uh... Like Mask of Zorro, Legend of Zorro. One of those is good. Oh, The Fugitive and U.S. Marshals. Both of those are good. Yeah. yeah. Both of those. Uh, Romancing the Stone and Jewel of the Nile. Never s- one of those are good. <laughs> Romancing's fine. <laughs> Under, in, Siege, Under Siege 2. Up until about a year and a half ago, Bad Boys 1 and 2. Yeah. And yep. then uh, I've not seen the third one, but I've been told it's terrible. Oh. The Rescuers and The Rescuers Down Under. Those are cute. Gremlins 1 and 2. Frozen 1 and 2. Bill yeah, and Ted. Bill no, and Ted. Not no, not anymore. There's a third one coming right. out. Analyze this. Now, that's that's a good... Uh, I like both of those. Yeah. Grumpy Old Men. Yeah, those, that's, those are fun. Grumpier Old Men. Wayne's World 1 and 2. There's quite a few on this list, but... Uh, well, actually, that's that's all. <laughs> Sister Act 1 and 2. Sister Act, yeah. I like those. Yeah, yeah there's actually 300 one and two. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's probably a lot. If you now that we think about it, yeah. I bet you if we really wanted to. And it's usually the case that the second one completely kills any kind of hopes for a franchise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there's very, very rarely does the second one do better than the first. Yeah. I, I think the, uh, what was it, the Batman and then Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Think that I think I remember reading that the second one did better. But really? I can't remember. It probably it might have financially because of the hype, because how successful the first one was. People were yeah. anticipating that one, and then the third and one. I, Joel I count that as a as a two film series because the other two just shouldn't count. Well, they're so just yeah weird and different. It almost doesn't feel like it's the same universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, they like the only thing that connects them is, um, Alfred. Yeah, Alfred. Thank you. I cu- I kept thinking Pennyworth, but that's that's his last name. That's his last name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, that's the only thing that it's the same actor. But I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's even moments like I'll never forget watching the Batman Forever with Val Kilmer, and he's professing his love for. Nicole Kidman saying to Alfred, I've never felt like this way about a woman before. And it's like, what about the last movie where you fell in love with Catwoman or the movie before that where you fell in love with Kim Basinger? Like, I don't, can, can you, <laughs> I guess is this is a different one. I don't know. I guess it's, it's what happens when you get nipples on the suit. Um, bikes made of explodium. Let's see. Snake is clearly carrying. Oh yeah. The, Snake shows up with an assault rifle, right? And people are just like, oh, no worries. And then 
the dude wants to throw a knife in the back. Like he literally brought a knife to a gunfight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy was lame. Uh, okay, here's another thing that I can't really explain about this movie. Why does everyone have a gun with unlimited ammo? Uh, you would have thought after. What, it is the well. That's the '90s influence right there. Like, right? Coop, your security is not worth a damn. Everybody's got a gun. There you go. <laughs> but like. Okay, let's think about this logically, John Carpenter. If everyone in L.A. that was there when the earthquake happened, everyone there had a gun, right? Yeah. So how many people live in L.A.? million people? Less than a million? 700,000? Something like that? Let's say there's... Let's say... I mean, we don't know what the population of, of Los Angeles now. But let's say back then there's 500,000 people there and every one of them had a, an assault rifle, right? With... It wouldn't be any worse. With a thousand Texas rounds Texas. of ammo. After 13 years of as much violence that's happened on that island, you would have think that they would have burned through ammo, especially when they, every time they get excited, they just fire into the air. What year was this made, Brian? 96. Yeah, L.A. had a population of 3.5 million people. So 3.5 million guns times a yep. thousand rounds each. Wait, 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 wait. The average American owns at least two guns. The average... This was set in 2013. Yes. The average? There's an average that says two. We have that many the guns average, in this country? Uh, yes, we do. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's kind of terrifying. Because there are zero guns <laughs> right know, now, right? right? Like in this call, there are zero guns in this call, right? I don't have, I have one. You have one? Does, yeah. I guess I guess I have a, well, my dad's rifle, I guess, that he gave me. I guess that technically counts. This counts as a gun. So I guess there's two on this call right now. <laughs> but it's mine is like a revolver. It's not a. Well, it's still a gun. Semi-automatic or something. Right, but I mean, like, but to my point, everyone had AK-47s, M16s, and MAC-10s, and like. Uzis. <laughs> Uzis. I mean, it was just ridiculous. I just my only thought was is like if somehow Jose Cuervo was able to coordinate military attacks with. Cuba, Mexico, like Honduras, or like there were other. I guess I in this future world, countries like Cuba can uh, invade us. I I can't imagine them building a navy that we would care about. I don't. You know what I'm saying? I just. I don't. I don't. Rafts and and tubes that they just kind of like. How how are we in this world where we he has to use the 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 um. You know the the space weapon that destroys everything or that turns everything off. Like, don't we still have a navy in this future? Oh, here comes their fleet. Okay, just send our fleet down there and blow them up. I mean, they can't be in anything equal to our navy. So anyway, again, I'm overthinking this dumb movie. Is what yes. the problem is. I really am. Um, I did feel bad for Talisma, Talisma, whatever her name was, the girl that uh, Bruce Campbell squeezed her boobs, which I also felt bad for. <laughs> um. <laughs> She shows up and she helps him out and then she gets captured and then he saves her and then she just randomly gets shot. Like it's like, all right, well you have nothing more to give to the plot, dead. <laughs> yeah, I thought but maybe isn't that, that would be a romantic yeah. know, connection, but Well, it, it seems like this was a, a reoccurring thing in a Carpenter film in terms of how he treats the women. Right? I mean, one of the women's a dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, 
Which, by the way, were you either one of you kind of grossed out when he stuck his hand between her legs? Like, yeah, if you know that out. that's a, if you knew that was a dude, how close to the to the to the goods are you getting before that little you pull out that little derringer thing, right? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. I did take a lot of notes. Cuervo Jones is literally the worst name for a bad guy. Um, Somebody was drinking tequila. <laughs> I mean, that's that total name. Chavez. It's so dumb. Yeah. Uh, good thing he knew how to drive that sub. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, we'll pause. Yeah. Can we talk about the sub for just a moment? And the CGI shark? Oh. This sub... I felt like I was watching the Olympic luge, only terrible <laughs> and not in snow. It was, I mean, That's horrible. subs don't work like that underwater. And you don't, they can't just, fly. Uh, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, like I said. Visitor or listeners, please let me know if you like this movie because I want to find somebody who does and punch him in the face. <laughs> or how about the the when they assassinate the guy that doesn't make it in the basketball arena? Right, they're literally in a circle. They would have all yeah. killed each other. Oh, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, this is what I have to say to that movie. more of a visual than an audio thing but um well, again for our youtube watchers yeah yeah uh, i did write go back and get your rifle you know when the guy with the chain knocks his really awesome you know assault rifle down i'd go back and get that like if this is a video game you're going to go back and get that you don't know when you're going to get another weapon um uh and well he does have these handguns that have enormous scopes on them which is so, so lame because he hip fires everything in this movie yeah, and then he, and he never gets to use those like in any kind of uh, meaningful way. Uh, what else did I write? Uh, what type of uh, what? Oh, it's just, why? What is it with these types of movies where the president can just be by himself? It just seems weird where he's able to just. Um, <laughs> there you go with the Secret Service again. Yeah, it's just that's so weird. Um, uh, oh, and there's still money on the island. People are still using money. I, that seems weird. Why would... I know. It's it's a I mean, closed was, economic system. Yeah, if you're in a closed you know, system, then then paper has no value, right? You're going to yeah. trade commodities, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the biggest commodity? Like, how do they get fed? Like, are we, are we dropping in food for them? Because it's... It's, they said it's no longer part of the United States, right? And you go there. I mean, it's not really a prison. So, it's, I mean, how are they eating? I, I guess I'm asking questions I shouldn't ask. No, no. In a, in, a, in a movie like this, you can't. You just can't. Oh, the other one of the questions I asked is, why would they agree to Bangkok rules? I thought that was weird. Like, they have him completely surrounded. All one of them just has to do is go pull, pull the trigger and you've, you've won. But in, instead, he's like, hey, Bangkok rules. And they're like, all right, we'll back up 20 feet and give you plenty of room to no one fires until I throw the can hits the ground. What? <laughs> Whatever. It's dumb. Um, Snake Driskin, he can, he's got uh, 
Uh, you you've said talking? his last name different every time, which I really appreciate. That cracks me up. <laughs> he's, he's got that, uh, you know, uh, that oops, oops uh, that that. Oh God, what's the ability when you can persuade others? Oh, like the persuasion. force, yeah, force persuasion. <laughs> yeah. What's that called? You can persuade people to do things. It's a word. <laughs> um. That's all I got. Tropes. Um, yeah. The mic feedback trope. Good God. They use that trip about, about three or four times. Uh, exploding mycicles. Uh, that's not a word. Motorcycles. That's a word. Uh, trick a guy into doing a thing. So they have to like blackmail him, you know, by giving him the flu. Um, I, read, I meant to write earthquake ex machina, but I wrote earthquack ex machina. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of the Bruce Campbell uh, yeah. uh, part, sure. Uh, hero decides to end it all trope. I mentioned that. All right. Yeah. The thing about the earthquake, the earthquake, at one point they say, I mean, they're violently shaking, and then it stops, and they go, oh, it's over. That's not how earthquakes work. Like, did we research anything when we made this movie? No. They literally, well, you can't when you do Mad Libs. There's no word... <laughs> Nothing, everything that will fit in that line is able to be said in that line. So <laughs> there you go. All right. Here's, uh, here's some, here's some clips. All right. You ready for this? Uh, I got a no. few, uh, they're all short, so it's okay. All right. Here we go. Well, if it'll play, <laughs> it won't play. <laughs> this is weird. It's really short. It's shortest right. thing ever. All right. Let's, here we go. Let's try that. We're going to try That's this again. She said. Ooh. <laughs> Skip the commentary, Pliskin Snake. Call me Snake. <sighs> call me Snake. And then in the end of the movie, he says, call me Pliskin. What? Make up your mind, weirdo. Um, I did, I did capture this because I had to at least get a little bit of Bruce Campbell. My God, they're real. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Uh, yeah. My God, they're real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Uh, not quite the name of the movie, but pretty close. Because you may have survived Cleveland, you may have escaped from New York, but this is L.A. Battle. Yep. This is L.A. Okay. This is L.A. <laughs> That would have been great if that song started playing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. Now, I am okay with the bad guy being a little crazy. But because okay. he's hosting like gladiatorial games and he's doing the thumbs down it's and called stuff basketball. like basketball. Well, there was other gladiatorial games where like literally like this dude that's like five foot eleven is fighting a guy that's like six foot five with giant head chopping off scissors and okay fine he's a little nuts and people like that kind of violence when you go down to your base whatever but this line it's supposed to be funny but it's so out of character for this guy that it didn't make me laugh it made me kind of frown actually so here's this dumb line if I'm being too rough on you, you just let me know, okay? I, what what's wrong with it? It just oh, stop. No, go away. <laughs> um 
Like again, this Probably is too rough on you. Yeah, it's just it's just this is his bad guy, and all of a sudden he's gonna pull out this. Am I being too rough? And also his accent seems to disappear. If I'm being too rough on you, you just let me know, okay? I, I, that's, that's, <laughs> it seems like his accent kind of dropped yeah. off. I don't know. Um, this was real dumb. Since promised to give whoever helps me a million dollars. Oh, yeah, a million greenbacks. I got 10 million of them in the next room. <clears throat> Bluebacks. Oh, come on, Snake. Bluebacks. Swear to God, Eddie. Ugh. Bluebacks. So we're using blue money now in the future. The capitals moved from Washington D.C. to Lynchburg, and we're using blue money. Like, okay. Uh, and this will never, ever, ever happen. This is the most unbelievable thing about the entire movie, right here. This part, right here. You gotta smoke. The United States is the no smoking nation. No smoking, no drinking, no drugs, no women. Unless, of course, you're married. No guns, no foul language, no red meat. Land of the free. No, no. None yeah. of that will ever happen. There are so yeah. many, you know what I'm saying? Like, Especially no red meat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Red meat in the gun. I, kinda, I don't understand the no women part. Like, in order to become married, you have to date women. Yeah. Right. I mean, yep. maybe if he was no prostitution, okay, fine. But that's that's the law of the land now. That's not anything different in the future. That was just dumb. All right. And now for some more bad news. Ready? From a far superior John Carpenter film. Uh, according to, I already said that one, uh, and I've already said that one. This film is known for having poorly produced CGI. This was due to the fact that the employees at the visual effects house of Buena Vista Visual Effects had never dealt with computer graphics before, and they didn't know how to achieve them properly. Now. Well, that's no shocker. So now. Oh, my God. So I, so I say this. Yes. You read that and go, okay, it was their first time doing a movie CGI thing. My response to that is when John Carpenter showed up to their studio and said, hey, these are the things I want to do with computers. And they were like, hey, we're we're still running DOS here, boss. We don't know how to do that. Then go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. or I'm not saying you film c- it. I don't use uh, the CGI. I'm not saying they have a they, different way to do it. Yeah. I'm not saying they could have afforded Pixar at the time or ILM. But like. You know, there's probably a couple other companies in L.A. that could have been like, yeah, we'll do it for you. So, yeah. Um, To get into character as a transgendered woman, Pam Greer put a sock in her pants during shooting. Hmm. Andrew, this one's just for you. The Happy Kingdom set actually was actually the town square from Back to the Future. Ah. Isn't that cool? Really? Yeah, that is cool. That town square has gotten a lot of mileage Uh between the three Back to the Future movies, Gremlins, and now this. Uh Um, And I mentioned that one. Uh, Oh, no, this is the one I missed. According to an interview with John Carpenter, Kurt Russell not only came up with, but wrote the entire ending of the movie. 
So it was it was <sighs> it was Kurt Russell's idea to end the world, to hit the reset button, to to shake the uh, etch a sketch, as it were. So there you go. Excuse me while I whip this out. Now we're going to talk about movies that we kind of like. So here we go. So we decided to do a top three of movies set in L.A. I think that's how we worded it. We uh-huh. said in L.A. Yeah, just, that's exactly what he said. So we're doing movies set in L.A. Um, so Andrew goes first. Okay. I have a uh, honorable mention today of La La Land. All right. Ooh. Love me. And musical. then uh, number three, I have Rush Hour. <laughs> okay. Okay. I did. I forgot that was in L.A. Okay. Uh, number two, Lethal Weapon 4. Ooh. Ah, uh, my very first DVD ever purchased. Nice. And a great movie. And then number one, uh, Face Off. Face. Face Off. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that says a lot for me because you know I'm not a Nick Cage fan. I could eat a pizza yeah. for hours. Yeah. Cool. All right, Sam. All right, I've got a number three of Speed. To see a lot of LA. Oh, Speed. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Good one. Uh, number two is a movie that I it sometimes pops in my head and I want it to go away called Nightcrawler. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yep. And my number one, Andrew mentioned it before, is La La Land. All right. Uh. Yep. What you got, Ob? Um, okay. Uh, so I do have Nightcrawler on my list also. Bam. So I'm going to. Thank you, Corny. Uh, I'm going to trade that one out with my honorable mention of Training Day. Okay. Uh, oh. My number two is Hancock with the Will oh, Smith. Yeah. Was that a deal? I guess that was. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. It was all LA. He flies around. Yeah. He does. He does fly around. And my number one, it's not my favorite movie, but I do like it, and I don't, I don't really care. I just like the movie. I think it's fun. Battle L.A. <laughs> See, I'm just not a fan of that one for some reason. Yeah, I know a lot of people I don't, don't like it. Understand why? It's uh, I like it. I know there's a lot of shaky cam that people have issue with because the whole thing is like gorilla style. But I like it. It's fun. I like Aaron Eckhart, and there's some fun one-liners in there too. So there you go. Yeah. That's yeah. that. And now time for this. Time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? Uh, well, Daniel Radcliffe, I'll tell you. We give this movie a score from something to something, usually zero to ten. I got a pretty good feeling none of us are going to be north of ten. Um, I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm going to play a game with myself, and this is going to sound okay. that sounded weird. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> write down, I'm gonna write down the <laughs> score that I think that we're going to come to the average of. And I've written it down okay. on the sheet here. So let's let's Great. just go and I won't I will I will I have my score in my head so I won't try to influence to make that thing happen. Yeah. Maybe I will. I don't know. Sure. Andrew. Okay. Uh I'm going to give this a uh I guess a 2.3. Okay. Oh wow. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you really didn't like it. <laughs> No, I did not. Okay. Um, I'm going to give this on the Richter scale uh, just a a subtle shaking at a a 1.5. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
I yeah. hated this movie. I, I was seriously. I this is a movie where I, I started questioning why I even do the podcast. Oh, I was just. I was. <laughs> I was not happy with this movie. Fair enough. Uh, well, <laughs> it was torture, man. Uh, then, um, what do you have to say? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, to that specifically, all I can say is, well, then you pick the movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, you have picked uh, the next movie. Uh, no, so. I don't know. No, the next movie. No, we we go through the we go through the rotten ones to so that the good ones are that much better. Yeah. So. No, go. we've got and we we've got some some good stuff coming up, and I need to edit the list uh, here because I saw some new movies that I really want to do. Um, so the number that I put down for the what I thought was going to happen, we're nowhere close to honestly. Because okay. in order for me to get there, I'd have to give this movie like an eight. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that. Wow, so you, you didn't think we you didn't think we hated it that much? Then, I right? I thought that. As much as we- uh, I, so I wrote down what I thought was going to be a 4.9. I figured that there was going to be enough action for the movie to, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, that would, yeah. that would have been enough to, to bring it to, you know, middling levels. I mean, IMDb gives it a 5.8, but. Yeah, I can't be with them. Yeah. I mean, just for nostalgia, I'm going to give it probably a 3.5. But even that three point five doesn't come way anywhere close to the four point nine. I thought. It's pushing. It's yeah, that, pushing. yeah, we're at a two point. Oh. We're at a two point four three. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I'm actually kind of curious. Um, what 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 that puts uh where that would put it in with other movies. Um. Uh, that puts it two point four four three. It's basically it's going to come in slightly under. It's going to come in between uh, Transformers: Age of Extinction and Children of the Corn. <laughs> That's a good place. That's a good place. That's yeah, a good place for it. Yeah, I, I feel actually pretty good about that. So, um, <laughs> Escape from New York, we gave a six, a five point six four. Yeah, so. yeah, which is middling. I mean, it was at least an interesting idea. Yeah, this, you know that movie is essentially twice as good as this one. You know, yeah. if you think about it in this the, the realm of the ranking, the grand scope of things. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's it. Next week oh. we're gonna do something very different. Now, I, I've I've adjusted the list, and I haven't talked to you guys about it, but uh, we'll 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 talk about some future stuff uh, post show real quick. But on the list is Inception. Okay. Now we want to do. Do we want to do Inception? We we we. I love do, me some Inception. I love the movie too. It's long. Are we in for the yeah. the commitment? Some people I'm, like it a little. All right. Yeah. Then let's Don't do it. Ashamed. So next good one next week. Yeah, we we kind of do need a, a really good movie too. I think so. Inception is yeah. next week. Uh, after that, we've got some stuff coming up. I need to again tweak the list a little bit. There is one I want to add in, and we'll talk about that off air. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's the show. My gosh, this was, um, painful. Yeah. This was like, <laughs> kind of like taking, you know, eating your, um, like eating your vegetables or something. I don't know. Like eating your Brussels sprouts so that you could, we but, can, but we it's can like Brussels sprouts that are, are like 
not cooked and have been sitting outside for five days. Okay, yeah. sure. But yeah. we get through the Brussels sprouts so that next week we can have the chocolate cake that is Inception. There you go. Sounds good to me. Yep. So that's it. That, so, guys, thank you so much for listening. And if you watch this movie to participate with us, we both thank you and apologize. Um, leave us a review uh, on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. Um, I think I might actually start just recording our Skype sessions and putting them on YouTube as a thing. I don't know. Um, especially if Andrew's going to keep having the camera <laughs> four <laughs> inches away from his face. It's either going to make people really uncomfortable or they're going to laugh the entire time. Either way, I'm all for it. Uh, <laughs> Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews is where you can uh, participate there. Uh, at Cheap Seat Cast is our Twitter account. Uh, cheap Seat Reviews at gmail.com, of course, is our email address. And uh, again, if you guys like the show, it would be great if you could share it with some other people and uh, just help spread the word because... Well, because that would just be cool. And I will say this. Three, 300 episode was very successful. We've had a lot of good downloads for it. The video has been seen a bunch of times. Uh, the edited version that I put back up there, not the original. Um, so we're we're going in a good direction. We're, we're heading back north as far as the downloads. So that's pretty cool. So anyway. Awesome. So on behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. I will tell you this, we did get a ding from Facebook on last week's episode saying that some music we were playing violates the copyright, <laughs> and so they muted that audio. Oh, really? So if you're listening to this going, hey, you guys, there was a part that I don't know what it is. I haven't gone back and listened to the whole, I haven't watched the whole video, but yeah. So What was it? I don't what know. The- it didn't tell me. I don't know. I don't know if it was our intro. The intro music? It has yeah. to be the intro music. Or I guess the outro, I guess it could have been. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs>